Choo-choo. All aboard. The Hotness Teacher Express. Let's go. Hey, all you hot messes. This is your Hot Mess Teacher Express conductor, Jess Smith. And first, I just, I want to say thank you for taking the time to be here on the Hot Mess Teacher Express. You have a billion other things going on, so I really, really appreciate your time. And I have one more favor to ask. If you haven't already, can you please, pretty please, make sure that you are following or subscribed to this podcast wherever you listen to it, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Amazon Music or Stitcher or wherever you listen to this and leaving a review, positive or negative, but just know I'm sensitive and I do read them. Make sure you are following us on social media like Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Hot Mess Teacher Express and hit that follow button so you do not miss any of the amazing content that is coming your way. All right. I wanted to talk about something that you may not have heard of before. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this singer, Adele. Apparently she has this new album out. And so she's been doing a lot of press and coverage and I love Adele. I really do. And I was watching her ITV concert special in London um, called an audience with Adele and she was fielding questions from different celebrities about her life and experience and career and Emma Thompson, Miss Dame Emma Thompson asked her this question. My question is, when you were younger, mm-hmm. was there someone who kind of supported you or inspired you or sort of, you know, protected you from all the trials and tribulations of life and inspired you to sort of go on? And Adele quickly answered that it was her English teacher, Miss McDonald. And listen to what Adele says about her favorite teacher. Yeah, I had um, a teacher at Chestnut Grove who taught me English. That was Miss McDonald. She got me really into literature. I've always been obsessed with English and obviously now I write lyrics. But yeah, she just, um, she was so bloody cool. So engaging. And like, she really made us care and we knew that she cared about us and stuff like that. And it was just, she used to have all these gold bracelets on and gold like sig rings. I don't know, she was just bloody cool. And so relatable and likable that I really looked forward to my English lessons. Did you notice that it wasn't about the lessons and the workload or her plan book? It was about Miss McDonald as a human being, taking time to introduce Adele to literature and to different activities like street dancing. And she introduced Adele to literature the way that no one else could, by being bloody cool and engaging. The influence that Miss McDonald had on high schooler Adele, who would become an amazing lyricist and artist, was all because Adele knew that Miss McDonald cared about her. Even on the days when it doesn't feel like it, you have so much influence over those kids in your classroom. And I think that gets lost in the day-to-day life of feeling so overwhelmed 
this was one of the joys of my classroom. And I felt like the stress of the last two years have kind of drowned that influence out. One of my favorite moments from this reunion, if you get a chance to watch this, this full video, and I highly recommend that you do. There's this moment where Miss McDonald is hugging Adele and she whispers so confidently to her former student, I am so proud of you. Ugh. Like what a powerful and moving thing to say to someone. And for someone like Adele to hear, Miss McDonald understood and still understands her role as a teacher. It's to empower, to be that bloody cool teacher who empowers her students to be who they are made to be. And something tells me that Miss McDonald had no idea the influence that she had on her classroom, whether it was the Adele or the next dentist or a plumber or a doctor, whoever it was, she, she knew the assignment. <laughs> it was to empower these people to become who they, who they were destined to be. So for today's podcast, what I'm going to do is kind of recognize the the craziness that is this year. I'm I'm going to give you reminders because I feel like a lot of you are so defeated and just feeling so down in the dumps. Qualified and amazing teachers are quickly leaving their classrooms faster than they ever have. And it's time to wake up. These are just a few reminders for those teachers that are staying in their classrooms, wrestling with the decision to leave, crippled with anxiety about current demands of their job and feeling hopeless about the future of this profession. My first reminder is that this broken system in which you are teaching is not your fault. Even before this pandemic thing, roller coaster nightmare that we've been strapped into, the education system did not work. It was broken and it does not work for the kids within the system. The school system has not changed in the last 50 to 60 years, but the needs and the demands that the kids in our classroom have. Adding more interventions and testing and teaching techniques is often the solution that is handed down from legislators that have literally spent less time in a school than a kindergartner on their first day of school. We are trying to help all of these students succeed in a system that has literally been set up for their failure and for ours. Hear me when I say this, that this broken system does not define who you are as a teacher or as a professional. I'm gonna say that again. This broken system does not define you, who you are as a teacher or a professional. I would love to get rid of teacher evaluations the way that they are. Why are they written the way that they are? You, here's my new idea for teacher evaluations. Do you show up for these kids when you emotionally and mentally can? Excellent. Do you teach them in the best way that you can? Awesome. Do you create a safe place for these individual students to learn and grow, okay? Do you recognize and respect your colleagues, your students, and yourself? 
as human beings who are allowed to make mistakes and have feelings, then you're good. This antiquated, broken system in which most of us are teaching in does not work for anyone, but it's not your job to fix. That is not your problem to fix within the walls of your classroom. Do not let that expectation or false sense of reality make it into who you are as an educator. That should not even touch the inside of your classroom. Close that classroom door. Did you get a bad teacher evaluation? Are you doing your best? Did you answer yes to most of those questions? Then you're doing a great job. This broken system in which you are teaching in is not your fault. My second reminder, the person responsible for your mental health is you. Now, some of you are like, how dare you? This sounds harsh, but please, please, please let me explain. You are not going to find mental health freedom in the self-care professional development your school brought in. You are not going to be immediately healed from your anxiety and stress by the phrase, practice self-care. What does that even mean? What? It means so many different things to so many people. People are trying to define self-care. What is practicing self-care? Oftentimes, it is your responsibility as an educator to take on the emotional needs of your dozens, sometimes hundreds of students without any support at all. Will we do it? Absolutely because this profession is so much more than a job when I think about those kids. But who's taking care of my emotional needs? Who's taking care of your emotional needs? The answer is oftentimes just me. I am responsible for my emotional, physical, and mental needs. In order to be present and to be able to support these kids without support, and do my job, and then some, successfully, I have to make my needs a priority. Again, that sounds so harsh for some people to think about, but I want want to be harsh on on this reminder. If you need a mental health day, take it. But they can't find a sub. Not your problem. Not your problem. I know a lot of teachers are often like feeling guilty for taking a mental health day because their colleagues or their coworkers are trying to cover their classes. If that's, if that's the way that it is set up in your school, first of all, that's, that's not right. Not right at all. And second of all, if there needs to be some sort of understanding between your team and between your colleagues, then then those are conversations that need to be had because mental health is health. They won't let me take a day off. No, mental health is health. You've got a stuffy emotional nose and you cannot do your job today. And that's okay. Your students, your job, your responsibilities, I promise will be there the next day or the day after that or the week after that. This is so real and important that superintendents from various spots in the country are canceling school for a day or even a few days so that teachers and students can take care of themselves emotionally and mentally. 
in a statement that was put out by a Dr. Grover, a superintendent in Nebraska, about closing the schools for a mental reset day. She said there, the students and the teachers, overall well-being is critical to their success. Excellent. My third reminder for my amazing teachers is you are human and then you are a teacher. I do not care if you are thriving in your job this year or surviving. This is a fact that needs to be shouted to and at people. Your teaching job needs boundaries, especially this year. And this is part of you taking care of your mental health as well. Teacher burnout is real because teachers are living this hashtag teacher life 24 seven. And some of us, hi, it's me, don't know how to say no. Some of us struggle to come back from disappointing others and yourself. The idea of disappointing authority is crippling to me. Anyway, the high blood pressure and anxiety attacks are just a part of every day for some of you. And that is not how humans live. That is not how humans function. If you have a day off, a holiday, a weekend, a mental health day, a casual Thursday, take a break. I, if you know Hamilton, you, I would sing, take a break, take a break. You don't need to grade everything tonight. You don't need to plan out next month's lesson. It's okay. I know some of you are like cringing right now and, and are getting like, are getting like a nervous tick because you have to plan. You have to, I have to, I have so much, take a break. It's okay. You as a human, again, human, then teacher, you as a human cannot function successfully under the pressure that you are currently living in. Recognize your humanity and respect it. Number four, you are a professional. I, I don't know when this became such a controversial topic, but teachers are professionals. Is it because we work mostly with children? I, I'm literally so confused as to why I need to justify, fight, and have proof and months and months of data and wait another month or months to have a meeting so that I can get a student some support. We spend hundreds of hours with our students. We know them, we teach them, we observe and interact with them all day long. We should not be belittled or argued with when it comes to gaining support for these kids that we know so well. We spend thousands of hours researching and teaching curriculum. We grade, we retest, we intervene. We support when no one else will, a professional. A phrase often used to gaslight you into thinking that you don't deserve to be called a professional is, you should be in it for the outcome, not the income. If you said this phrase to any other professional, it wouldn't make sense, right? You're professionals. You are experts in your field. That's it. That's, that's all I have to say about that. Number five, you are not alone. The point of this episode is not to depress you or guilt you into staying into your profession out of obligation. 
The point of this is to remind you, sweet teacher, that you are not alone. If you are feeling the strain of this year, if you are dragging yourself home and into bed after a long day of teaching just to get up the next morning and do it all over, if you have lost your joy in your job, you are not alone. You may be feeling these things silently because you're a strong superhero teacher. You can't be feeling like this, but <laughs> it's dead wrong. A superhero truly shows their strength when they share that they are struggling, when they ask for help from their fellow superheroes. Has anyone watched the Avengers? They all needed help from each other. Superheroes use their voices when they need help. Do not be silent or afraid to share your struggles with your colleagues, superintendents, school boards, and administrators. Now, more than ever, superintendents are listening. And that's because of the rapid rate that their qualified and tenured and experienced teachers are rapidly leaving their classrooms. They are feeling the same feelings as you so much to the point that they are walking out on this career within the first three or four months of this year. So to the teachers that are struggling, who are questioning more than ever their value and purpose in this career, remember this broken system is not your fault. You take care of you. You're a partner, a friend, a mom, a dad, a daughter, a son, a human before you are a teacher. You are a professional. And most important, you are not alone. The strength and power that you are showing just pulling into that school parking lot is astounding. You are amazing. And I am so proud of who you are and who you continue to be in the classroom or out of it. I hope that this episode gave you a little empowerment and gave you some reminders that you may have needed to hear. As always, thank you for climbing aboard the Hotmiss Teacher Express. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you off. I'm going to let you off right here. And make sure that you're following us on social media, Hotmiss Teacher Express, and... Um, also give us those five-star reviews and rate and subscribe wherever you can. And I will see you next time on the Hot Mess Teacher Express. Bye.